Coming up next, more Sep's Saturday Morning Outdoors with Sep Hendrickson and California Sportsman. The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's, Fisherman's Warehouse, Warehouse Megastores Mega in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, July 2nd. It's the 4th of July weekend. Get ready to stay close to your dog, by the way. You don't want him freaking out tonight when all the fireworks go off. And speaking of going off, we have got a show for you today that is nothing but action-packed. We've got salmon action that's going on out in the ocean. We've got it popping all over out there. Guys are racing up and down the coast catching fish. Mike Ogney will get us completely up to date. And in just a minute, you're going to climb on board with Right Hook Sport Fishing. It's Captain Jay Lopes out ocean salmon fishing this morning. He's had a great week out there. He even stopped by my house, made a little delivery the other day. And we're going to be checking in live with Captain James Netzel of Stampede Reservoir. Kokanee action wide open. Or we'll have a pre-recorded one or the other. And Scott Call from Brad's Killer Fishing Lures. That's right. It's Sam and fishing time, whether you're in the lakes or out in the ocean. And Brad's has got all the products you ever needed, even when they hit the river. And he's already asking questions about our return. So there's lots of fish coming this year, guys. Get ready, be prepared, and hang on to them when they hit. Alan Fong joins us. He fished Berryessa. He'll tell you a little bit about the action there and his YouTube channel, Alan Fong Outdoors. Rick Kennedy, you remember that name from Tight Lines Guide Service? Do you remember Ted Samford from Fishing Not Wishing? Well, you better. They're both joining us today to talk about the old days of kokanee fishing. And Alan Fong's old enough. He's live in the studio with us. He can join in on that a little bit, too. God, I had Bobby Merrick and John Murray on the Ultimate Bass Radio Show. It's like, was only the old guys waking up this I just look around the studio. We got an average age of about 150 at this table right now. Well, you know what? You've definitely contributed to above average on your side of the table. I am certainly increasing that. And our Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Senior Tuna is knocking Tuna down again this weekend. Randy Pringle hooks up with us, but Steve Carson promises us a great report next time because he's got two trips under the belt when he comes back. And, of course, Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, joins us with all the updates on freshwater opportunities throughout the state. Let's go live and climb on board with Right Hook Sport Fishing's Captain Jay Lopes right now and check in on what the salmon action has been like this past week. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So how slow is it? How slow is it out there, Jay? <laughs> well, the slowest part of the trip is getting out to the grounds. And uh once we get out there, it's it's insanely, insanely wide open. You can't even keep the lines in the water. That's, how, that's how good it is. I'm glad you just said wide open there because I know it's even better than that. These guys, folks, are dropping lines in and catching fish the second they start making the drops down there. They see these fish down there. They tell you, okay, drop it to 30 or whatever it is, and hang on party has begun right then and there. Jay, how far are you having to travel, and how many fish do you think are out there? How many miles of fish are in this school? Well, 
it uh, depends. We don't really know how long this school is because we seem to be moving further and further uh, up the line, just stopping closer every day we go out. So, I mean, this school could be five, ten square miles. I mean, it's it's huge. Put it this way, most of the time we're not fishing on each other. Um, the party boats, what they're doing, they're starting on, say, on yesterday, a lot of guys started the 31 line, and they just made one long tap all the way down, didn't have to turn around, didn't have to work a bait ball, didn't have to work a group of whales, didn't have to do anything like that. And all these guys have been doing all week is making one long tack and getting 20, 25 limits an hour and coming home. Um, yeah, and it's you know, to the point where we needed two fish the other day for crew limits. We have six rods out. Sometimes we run eight. And we had all six get hooked up at once. And we're like, which one's the bigger one so we could release the smaller ones both sides? All right. Um, what is it when you get five on? That would be a quintuple. Six on is oh, I know what that is. That's a cluster. Yeah, was a, that's a cluster. That's a cluster on my little boat for sure. But it, it's great fun. We tell everyone like yesterday we had a group of guys that some of them got a little fishing experience and some of them never even fished. And we threw them in with the wolves. And my deckhand Kevin, I can't you know he's probably one of the better guys on the industry. Um. And uh, he, he does a great job with this. But when you get people that really don't know what they're doing, they think we're yelling at you. And this will go on any boat. We're not yelling at you. We're, you know, we're trying to get the point through so we don't have a mess and, you know, and try to make everything go as smooth as possible. But it's just great fishing out there. And, you know, Rick Powers, they're loading up out of Bodega Bay. There's fish on the coast, um, Duxbury, Muir Beach. The whole ecosystem is out there offshore. There's over 100, 150 whales out there. The crab fishermen don't like to hear that, but the whales are out there. And the whole ecosystem there from anchovies to some krill up north, and it's just alive. I mean, yesterday we even saw some horse mackerel. We saw some black cod being caught, a little bit of everything being caught on the salmon ground. So it's just a great sight to see. Well, you have a very rich, nutrient-rich ocean out there from top to bottom, and that's exactly what we need to sustain these great fisheries that we have here. Now if we could just get the water for them to return up our river systems the way they should, everything will be just cool as hell. Jay, the size of the fish, the average size you're getting into, it looks to me like there's some days the guys are hitting a smaller grade and other days. I had a report yesterday of a 40 and a 50 being caught. Yeah, that, that 40 and 50 pounder was by R.J. Waldron. Right. Outfitters. He was up on the north side. And those are accurate weights. This guy's been salmon fishing a really long time. He knows what a big salmon is. And those were accurate weights. So the the range of fish is all over the board. Offshore, we're seeing some some smaller ones, you know, some feeders, we call them. Those are your two-year-olds. Not a lot of them. There seems to be more of them up out of Bodega Bay. Um, down here, our, say our average fish is probably 10 to 18 pounds with fish to 25 pounds regularly and some over 30 offshore, um, which is pretty impressive. Uh, so you don't know what you're going to catch. So you can catch a 24-incher, one drop, and the next drop you get a 20-pounder. No. So it's very, very fun, uh, you know, the, the epic fights. But sometimes it happens so quick. There's so much going on. We don't really, really you know, you know, know what's happening. I understand. I watched, I watched videos. I watched some of Steve Mitchell's videos and I watch a lot of the videos that guys post, including private boaters out there. And believe me, when it's on folks, it's, it's insane on board the deck. You know, that a guy just loses a fish. He doesn't know what to do next. I can tell you what to do next. Get another bait on it. Get it in the water. 
It's yeah. Everybody is running in different directions. The deckhands going around trying to find out: is this fish ready, or should I get over to the other side and get that one? Is it more ready to slide into the net than this one? Then somebody loses one. Then a weight comes swinging up on board the boat. All these things are going on. The captain's trying to direct the show, usually from up by the steering wheel, where it makes it easier to drive the boat. And he's got to communicate back there quick and short and simple. I watch guys going, oh, you lost it. Oh, you lost it. Oh, man. And I'm thinking, oh, don't say you lost it. Don't say you lost it. Say, let's get another one. Keep them fired up. Keep them going. It's a hell of a day out there when that bite is going, and it doesn't really slow down until you got everything tangled, does it, Jay? No, it really doesn't. It doesn't really slow down until the, you know, it does slow down if it slows down. But uh, you know what? The, the trucking programs are really making this happen for us. You know, if it wasn't for that, you mentioned the water, you get these fish to come back. But we, we see a big, uh, big, uh, definitely a big uh, push of fish the last few years with them taking the fish down to the bay and in the Delta. And, you know, as long as they get out there, we're going to have these runs for a while. You know, this is not going to go anywhere. This isn't going to be just a one-time shot like this. I think this this is something that is benefited. It's definitely we're seeing the perk of the trucking and the rich and ocean environment. But uh, I would recommend anyone out there to take advantage of this opportunity. This is better than going to Alaska. This is world-class salmon fishing right here in your backyard. Absolutely. It does not get any better. Absolutely. That's what I've been saying for 26 years on the air. This is wild. Sacramento has Alaska-style fishing right here in our own hey, backyard. Hey, hey, turn your mic hey. on there. We got Alan Fong Hey, Jay, here. this is Alan. I just hey. came back from Alaska, and salmon sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I said I should have never even went. That's right. You should have just stuck it out down here and had a great day yeah. in California. Hey, how's the silvers out there? There's not very many. There's a few. Um, there's not very many. There's more silvers on the coast for whatever reason. I don't know if they got pushed around, uh-huh. but uh, there's a few silvers, but there's there's not that many. It's, it's but Some years we see them thick, and this year we're not seeing as many so okay. far. Well, it sounds to me like you're off on a great season, Jay, but it's not just salmon. You still got all the great action going on with halibut inside the bay. I'm sure on those big windy blowing days, you guys will probably uh, think twice and maybe stay inside, but boy, it's going to be hard to do that with a great bite out there. Yeah, and that's uh, kind of what happened to us today. We were supposed, supposed to go salmon fishing, and the group I had today, you know, the weather's up today, by the way. It's blowing steady 15 to 20 and even more. So the group I had today, they opted to reschedule since they already been out halibut fishing with us. And they're like, no, we got enough halibut. They've been out a couple of times. So we've got the day off here. We're just preparing. And uh, we got the California Dawn 2 charter tomorrow, my wife and myself and a few friends. And so I got to brace myself for that wild adventure with James. What what time so, are we supposed to be on the yeah, dock? I, I didn't get the invite. <laughs> I didn't either. I'm sure we were well, Friends. He said friends. Friends, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What time was that, Jay? Totally. Five five thirty. If we're there at four thirty, we'll be fine. Kid. I think we'll be all right. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. I don't. Day. I don't think he'd throw us off. No, no, no. He probably wouldn't. But he'd be, his yeah. wife might. He'd his wife might throw us off. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Jay Lopes yeah. with Right Hook Sport Fishing, folks. You heard it right here. The salmon action is off the hook outside the Golden Gate, and soon it'll be happening inside the bay as they move on up in the next couple of months up to our rivers and spawn. Jay, give them all the hookup information they need. they got to get out there with right hook and get in on this fabulous action going on in the bay for halibut and out in the ocean for kings. Yes, if you can, give us a call at area code 916-417-5670 and 
on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Check the Facebook page out at, at Right Hook uh, Sport Fishing on Facebook. And we got it updated daily, pictures, videos, a little bit of everything. And jump on your favorite boat because guys are filling up fast. So don't wait. It's going to last. You know, I'm I'm always perplexed about this. Why Captain James Smith had to take the day off today. Now I know. He's got you and your friends tomorrow. He needed it just to prepare for the trip. Right. You, you darn well he did. He had to go to Costco and <laughs> shop the liquor aisle. <laughs> fireball. Is, they're going to be low on fireball. Fireball. Take, take care, my friend. Thank you for sharing right. with our listeners, and you have a great relaxing day today. Uh, thanks. You guys have a good weekend. Yeah. Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing. You I, can reach him at 916-417-5670. I don't think we really want to be on that trip tomorrow. Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, if I need to talk to God on the big white phone, I'll do it on my uh, Apple. Thank uh, right, you very yeah, much. Yeah, no, I, I'm not so sure that would be a trip. that uh, We might be past that trip. Mm, oh, I am. Yeah, and there is no without question. a doubt. You know, it's it's not that I'm old. It's not that I wouldn't enjoy it. But as you get older, and I'm sure my elder friend over here next to me, Mr. Fong, probably realizes you're not as stable in a big boat rocking around, are you? No, you're not. That's right. <laughs> you need to strap your ass That's to something strong. That's how you know strong. how old you're getting. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. All right, let's take a quick break right now. When we come back, Steve Mitchell called me up, and I got a recording that he put up on Facebook. We're just going to listen to the audio, and you will love it. I guarantee it. Right after this quick break, y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips, where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiberglass glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics sonar heated cabin fully electric galley for hot meals and restroom facilities they all make the california dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available the availability of fishing licenses bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable to find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the california dawn or to book a trip give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.californiadawn.com. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people, well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle head to dixon and check out ron duprat ford you'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers i know i sure do family owned and operated since 1956 it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the president's award for excellence in customer service and sales when it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got go to the best ron duprat ford and dixon the number one ford parts and service department in northern california it's where i go for all my needs sales or service take the short drive from high prices check first with ron duprat ford and dixon find out more at ron duprat 
www.buyfourmedicalcenter.ford.com or call toll-free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy anyplace else? Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness, ride, comfort, and great fishability. And Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher Boats. The offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And God Fishing Marine's trained cell staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage, all add up to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at God Fishing Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or kingfisherboats.com. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Henderson. Hey, we're back in... uh... You heard us talking about King Salmon action. Well, Steve Mitchell posted a little thing to his YouTube channel with hooked up sport fishing. And I got to tell you, the ocean salmon fishing is off the hand. You heard how Jay was talking about how the it gets a little crazy on the deck. Well, here's about four minutes of deck action live from yesterday or day before. All right, y'all, we coming to bring it to y'all live and direct. This is hooked up sport fishing on the Malia Kai. It's total mayhem out here. I'm talking about fish biting everywhere, y'all. Let me give y'all a little bar of this right here. Check them out. Watch this. Where he at? Check him out. Keep it down low. Keep it down low. There you go, baby. Check him out. Stand up on the rail. Stand up on the rail. Walk him over to this corner. You hear how he's Walk coaching over to the everybody. Corner over there. Coaching step by step along the way. Here he is. Here he is. Lift up. Lift up. Walk him down. Fish all right here. And they're right, catching him and hooking up while they're fighting. All right, and we got another biter right here. Help him get it out the rod holder. Here, keep it tight. Keep it tight, baby. Keep it tight. Stand up on the rail. Coming down the rail. Got a hot fish coming down the rail, guys. Slide over. Slide over. Right tip down, baby. There you go. Keep it down low. Oh, I think he popped. He lost him. He lost him. Total mayhem, y'all. Trying to keep up with it all, man. Fish all over the place, y'all. We're trying to make it happen. They're coming in so fast, they're laying on the bottom of the boat right now. You guys got to keep it tight, guys. Keep it tight. Keep reeling on them. Keep a ride down low. Shoot, y'all. It's on and popping. Have you have little thing I got in the window? All right. It's on and popping over here, y'all. You guys want to get in on some of this good fishing? Definitely give us a call. 707-655-6736. Hooked up sport fishing. This is the Malia Kai going off. Going straight off. All right, guys, we're going to sign back off. Let me get these guys back situated again. You guys got to, if you guys need help getting them out the rod holder, once again, call on your deckhand. That's what he's there for. He'll help you guys out. There's fish out here, y'all. Lots of fish out here. 
Hey, y'all, when I tell you guys it's total mayhem, I'm, I'm sweating like a Hebrew slave because, uh, <laughs> because it's going off and everything. And when I say it's going off, it's going off in a real way. Like, these guys asked for it. They wanted me to bring them over to the spot where we've been murdering these fish at. And uh, I don't know. It might be a little bit more than they could they could deal with. I don't know, man. It's just been going off just that crazy. But uh, doubles, triples, quadruples, we've been having it all. Can't even keep up with the goddamn fish, y'all. But if you guys want to get out here with us, definitely give us a call. I think uh, I think we, we're getting them all the way up in from the 15 to 25-pound class. If you guys looking for something like that, good eating hot krill fish, definitely call me, man. And I'm just putting it out there, keeping it real. We don't know how, how much longer this is going to last, but it's definitely been going on. We've been fishing on like about a good five or six-mile stretch of fish. And if you guys want to get up on it and get a part of it, give me a call. Get your guys together. Get your guys together. I'll, I'll sign back on after we get these guys back situated and let y'all look at what we got out here and this deep blue sea out here. Captain Steve Mitchell signing out. Yeah, and he signed out all right. He took care of those customers, and then he hooked up with me later on in the day. I had a little chat with him, too. Folks, if that doesn't fire you up and make you want to get out and get into the King Salmon action going on out the gate right now, you're near dead. So don't even worry about it. If you're not fired up, if you're not interested, don't even think about going. Even though it is free fishing day out there, even though it is a nice long weekend, make your reservations, get on board, and jump on the opportunities. The peak of the salmon return will be sometime around the middle of August when the biggest fish are arriving, when the most action's going on, and middle of August. Well, that Maybe the 15th we ought to go on a trip. Oh, we're already booked. I, I think we're yeah. booked for that one. Yeah, I think we're already on that. Maybe we can take Mr. Fong along with us. Oh, I was going to say, you didn't invite Alan. Oh, no. We'll invite and him. Maryland didn't want to go. Yeah, there's a spot for him there. <laughs> hey, you know, if you think the salmon fishing in the ocean is good, you ought to hear about some of the salmon fishing going on in our lakes right now. Like Stampede. Take a listen to what James Netzel from Tight Lines Guide Service sent me last night in this recording. This is James Netzel with Tight Lines Guide Service, just giving you a report on Stampede Reservoir. Uh, kokanee fishing this year is the best I've ever seen it in my history of guiding at this lake. I started guiding here in 2014, and I thought catching 5 to 10 fish an hour was really good, and I was really excited. Well, this year is even better than that. We've been averaging at least 20 fish an hour. I mean, unreal, absolutely crazy fishing. Hard to keep two rods in the water at any given time. If this is the kind of fishing you're not used to, you need to get your butt up here and try this, because this is absolutely unreal. And when, since we're catching so many fish each hour, we can be a little picky on what we decide to keep. Uh, right now, we're keeping anything over 14 inches. If I've only got two people on the boat, then we're going to be real picky, and we're only going to keep anything over 15 inches. Otherwise, the trip is just over too early. Uh, we just I'm, I'm doing what I can to extend the day. I'm even putting colors on that I don't normally use, trying to extend the day, and we're still catching fish. My top presentation, and I believe me, I've tried a bunch of different combinations and caught a lot of fish on different colors and different speeds. 
but my top presentation, uh, hands down, is uh, the watermelon U UV uh, hoochie, about eight to ten inches behind a P light Dodger. Now this P light Dodger is not your typical sling blade. It's a unique design that gives the same action as a sling blade uh, style Dodger, but this one has absolutely no drag on it. So when you're fighting a fish, uh, you feel 100% the fish and nothing else. If you don't have a fish on, it almost feels like you broke your line because there's absolutely no drag on it. And for my speed, my speed varies throughout the day, but typically I start out at 1.1 miles an hour uh, speed over ground, and I set my auto speed so it stays at that same speed. Uh, once we tend to get... Uh, start getting quite a few fish in the box depending on how many people I have if I got like 10 to 15 fish left uh, we need to get then I'll actually speed up just to make it a little bit more difficult on my clients I've even gone up to two miles an hour just trying to make it harder to catch these fish you really get a, a good fight when you're going that fast my depth varies also it all depends on how much how deep of water I'm fishing in my best fishing right now is in <laughs> shoot 20 to 30 feet of water then I'm only 10 to 15 maybe 20 feet down then if I get too close to the bottom there's a little bunch of algae down there and it clogs everything up uh, my setbacks are 50 feet on everything uh, I don't think that really matters I don't think speed matters right now I don't even know if color really matters I, I think I can take a cigarette but put two pieces of corn on it and put it out there and not catch a fish it's that good that's about all I got for you this week. Uh, I'm quite booked up this week. Actually, next week I have quite a few openings. But after that, I'm booked up pretty solid. Right now, I think I have eight days available in July. and uh, But that's for morning trips. I can also do late mornings after that. So give me a call, 916-284-3089 or toll-free at 888-975-0990. And my website is www.fishtightlinesguideservice. Thank you all. See you next week. Does that make you want to go kokanee fishing? 30, 40 fish in the morning. I got, I got to tell you this story. He, uh, a customer, one of his former clients was in their own boat out there fishing and came up to James after he got up to the dock and he said, man, this is the first day we've ever gone out there. All three of us limited out in less than four hours. James didn't have the heart to tell him he caught 40 in the first hour. So that's I was going to back up to that. Doesn't it make you want to go kokanee fishing? <laughs> not even on free fishing day. Not not you. No, you'd go kokanee fishing with it hooked be, right behind the dorsal right, but fin. If, if we could do that, I'm all over it. That'd be yeah, hook it through the lips and send it off. It'd well, be fine. Let it run around down there and see what happens. Something will it. bite it. All right, let's take a quick break right now. When we come back, it's time for RVing and destinations with Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. And then Kent Brown's got our lucky winner of Gun Owners California. And Scott Call, the owner of Brad's Killer Fishing Lures, hooks up with us live right after this quick break. It's time you head to the calm and productive waters of Bodega Bay and climb aboard the newest and nicest charter boat around, the Real Magic. Owned and operated by Mike Ogney and Captain Merlin Cole, this fully updated 34-foot catamaran is 12 feet wide, extremely stable, and powered by 700 horsepower. Equipped with all the latest in electronics and state-of-the-art equipment to ensure a successful day, the Real Magic will get you on the fish fast and back to harbor in comfort and safety. 
Don't miss your opportunity to fish with the best. Real magic. Call 707-875-BOLT and check them out on the web at realmagicsportfishingcharters.com. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lorenz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorenz Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. Brad's sight, scent, and vibrations. That's what makes Brad's super baits and cut plugs killers for salmon, trout, and kokanee. And here's a tip. If you haven't tried the kokanee and mini cut plugs for midday salmon, large trout, or landlocked kings, you're absolutely missing out on the action. Brad's killer fish is the truest running J-plug on the market. Just ask the NorCal guides. It's quickly becoming the go-to plug for solid hookups. Check Brad's out at your favorite tackle retailer or at Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. It's time for RVing and destinations sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value and pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of Awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. You know, before you take off and race out and buy that recreational vehicle you've always wanted, it'd probably be a good idea to think of some of the experiences you want to have or to take the family on. And will the camper, will the trailer, will the cab over... Will the fifth wheel, will it fit in where you want to go? Can you maneuver it where you want to go? Will it fit in the parking spaces at the campground that you're going to? Believe it or not, some campgrounds have restrictions, and many of our campgrounds are the state parks that have a 24-foot limit to your trailer. And that's just to make sure you get your trailer and your tow vehicle in the same spot. But I'll tell you what, folks, you can eliminate some of the places that you may want to go by having a fifth wheel that is too big to fit in there. I had a 37-footer. There are 40-footers and probably longer, and some campsites only have maybe 30 feet of depth to park in. So you really have to consider that. 
That's just one little thing you might come across, but here's another little thing. A lot of campsites, campgrounds, RV parks won't let you in if you have a recreational vehicle that's more than 10 years old because it doesn't look as good as the others in their park. Well, that's just another little thing that you might come across. So far, Marilyn and I, in our 40 years of marriage, We've had many mirage. We started off with sleeping in the back of a pickup truck. We ended up with a Class C mini mirage. Then we went to a Lance cab over trailer on a GMC truck. Then we went to an Airex motorhome, Class A, the whole bit, 30 feet, gas powered. We thought we were moving on up. Then we went back to a Lance cab over after that big motorhome sat around and we didn't use it as much. And we traded in that Lance cab over on another Lance cab over. And then we bought a 37 foot fifth wheel to move out the Flaming Gorge Reservoir. Well, after using that for about five years, we decided to sell it and travel more. But we traveled with our truck towing a trailer so we'd have a vehicle when we got there. So we bought a beautiful trailer, towed it around for about two years. And now that we're dealing with our friends out at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome, we headed out there and got the choice vehicle for us, a 24-foot Class C Jayco that'll fit in any state park. It'll fit in any campgrounds that are out there. And I've got an electric bicycle that I gave in it to take me around wherever I need to run around, go to the store, get some ice, whatever, so I have all the freedom that I want. And that's what you want when you're going out. Plan your experiences. Get the unit that you know will get you there and back. Plan accordingly and have an absolutely great time. But you don't need to have the biggest RV in the park. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and the huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The -the state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. Further, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome, catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back. And coming up in just a minute is Scott Call, the owner of Brad's Killer Fishing Lures. Salmon fishing is going great in the ocean as well in our freshwater lakes where we've got landlocked kings or kokanee salmon. You don't want to miss out on that interview. He'll tell you what's working and where you should be pulling it. Alan Fong's here with Alan Fong Outdoors, his great YouTube channel. But, Kent, it's about time for gun owners, isn't it? It is, and they are wound up over at Gun Owners of California. And yeah, they've, they've got a right to be. Uh, California Department of Justice leaked all the personal information, unconcealed carry permit, uh, folks, and uh, not a good deal. You think and, they did that accidentally? Uh, it had some ironic timing, didn't it? Yes, it uh, did. Yeah, and uh, right around the time of that Supreme Court decision was kind of a uh, kind of interesting how that happened. But uh, gun owners of California, uh, they uh, they're calling for the eternal attorney general uh, to resign. So we'll see how that goes and. Uh, uh, how that's all going to go down, but not a not a good deal. 
um, at all if you're a gun owner and a concealed weapon permit uh, uh, holder. So winner number 27, 2022 Gun Owners of California, 52 guns, 52 weeks raffle. Ticket number 1112, that's Charles Schmidgall of Vallejo. Charles, you've got a Smith & Wesson 642 stainless steel revolver in 38 Special. Uh, they'll be giving you a call, sending you down to do all the proper paperwork. Gun Owners of California in their 47th year fighting for your gun rights as America's oldest pro-gun political action committee. All right, lucky winner. Nice little toy that he ended up picking yes. up there. Revolvers are uh, worth a fortune these days. They're like a thing of the past. Not many people doing revolvers yeah, but anymore. The, yeah, but they're they're getting a premium. If you see them in any of the used stores, uh, gosh, they're getting they're getting big dollars for revolvers now. Well. I always carried one when I was hunting because, you know, just if you injured or wounded an animal and hadn't been finished off, yeah. do it with a pistol. Don't run a bunch of good meat and everything. Oh, they were easy to shoot while you're running away from something. <laughs> yeah, like a wild boar. <laughs> been there, done that a couple of times. They always go off when you're firing them backwards and running. Well, you heard us talking about how great the ocean salmon fishing is. I mean, these are just jumping in the boat kind of situations where they've got uh, three, four, five, six fish on at a time in the party boats. Well, pretty soon they're going to be coming into the river systems, and fish are going to be moving up and moseying up the American, the Sacramento, the San Joaquin, and many others to do some spawning. So it's about time that all of you started worrying about what am I going to use? What am I going to pull? Ocean salmon is great. That means the river salmon is going to be great. Our freshwater lakes are great. Let's go live right now to Scott Call, the owner of Brad's Killer Fishing Lures, to find out exactly what we should be using out here in the West when we're out targeting king salmon, whether it's freshwater or salt. Good morning, Scott. Hey, good morning, Sep. Happy 4th of July weekend to you and your listeners, my friend. Well, thank you very much. Same to you and your crowd up in, your, in the north up there. Well, Scott, you manufacture products that are designed for salmon fishing, whether it's freshwater or saltwater, and the time is now, my friend. This is it. What are, what are you guys using out in the ocean? And I know what you're doing. You're hiding over at Bowie 14, aren't you? Uh, we can, uh, no, we're, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we're actually out, out in the ocean. Um, river closed a little bit. The really exciting thing about this year though, is the, uh, boy, the salmon numbers have just been increasing in our area. And, uh, you know, we're, we're in the Northwest, but I think that that has good thing, good implications for you as well, because some of our salmon mingle together and it, it sounds like there are some really good ocean conditions. So, our sockeye have doubled this year, uh, what they estimated. Uh, our spring salmon are way up. Um, size is good. And uh, I hear from what's happening down there in the ocean right now, things are just off the hook as well. So, yeah, here in uh, you know a month or two, we're going to have some uh, really good fishing down in that Sacramento area, aren't we? I think you're going to have river fishing that is going to be unbelievable it is, it's really happening. But the keys to all of this in saltwater are, is that food chain of nutrient that's out there. And everything's lined up in the stars for us for this year, not to mention the trucking of the fish out there. So we've got a lot more fish that return. They didn't get eaten by squawfish and carp and striped bass and everything else as they came down through the delta to get to the ocean. So the population's huge. When it returns like this and they come in to spawn in a couple of months, the river systems are going to be gorged with fish, and it's going to be easy. What should they be using once they hit these fresh water and they're up in the river system? What should they be using from Brad's for these fish? Yeah, hit the fresh water. Uh, well, even in the salt, 
you know, you can be using a 360. Uh, our new 360 has done really well this year. Uh, it has proved itself time and time again on the Spring Kings in this area. Um, you know, especially a couple of them, the Stetson, which is uh, uh, all scale, uh, as well as the Excalibur and the Matrix, which have some mirror and some prism on them. Uh, really been working well, but the key with that, I was just fishing with them the other day, and um, you know, you 360 fish, and sometimes it's hard to get all the rods to thump at the same, you know, that one 1,000, two 1,000. You'll have two or three of the rods doing it, and then that, you know, another rod maybe is not thumping that same action. And what uh, what's nice about this, we had that situation where we had three rods that were, were thumping kind of together, and, and one rod was a little heavier, so it wasn't thumping quite the same. And with the adjustable 360, you know, we just uh, we were able to adjust that, uh, that put, it, put the uh, bumper in the next hole down and give it a little faster thump, and uh, that brought it into thumping with, with all the other with all the others, and boom, within two minutes, we got a fish on that rod. So yeah, he calls it yeah, bumping. Scott calls yeah. it bumping. I call it surging. And those surges are what really entice those fish to strike. They, they That surge yeah. moves away. They think the bait's escaping them, and then, bam, you get your strike out there. Well, you've got it all covered. you got it covered whether you're in salt water. There's no doubt about that. But I'm I'm concerned that there's a lot of guys out there that are running around waiting in lines for a couple of hours for bait and everything when they could be out there running a big cut plug with bait in it already, even in the ocean to have success, can't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've got guys running them in the ocean even without bait in them. But uh with bait they're just they're just deadly effective. Everything yeah, everything is more effective with a little bit of bait or scent in it. There's no question about it. I got one of the guys sitting next to me here at the counter that is famous for adding a little bit of bait next to everything when he's got it out there. Putting it on the right treble hook when you're trolling makes a huge difference out there, folks. But you know, it's not just all ocean salmon fishing. We're heading to the rivers here pretty soon. These cut baits all will work in the rivers too as these fish start coming in. And the, some of the best things that you've got, and I don't know how many people really use them, the super baits. And when you can get super bait fish in your large super bait and just trolling away and having a great time, you can catch a lot of fish in the lakes and a lot of fish in the rivers too. Absolutely. Yeah. The super bait, uh, the skinny, the larger one, um, we call it skinny, even for the brown trout. I mean, that has just been a go-to uh, for the large browns. Uh, I know up in Shasta, they've been getting some really large browns on that skinny super bait. Um, but, yeah, a little different action, and a lot of people are pulling cut plugs, and the super bait just gives you a little different look. So uh, we do have some people in that area that prefer the uh, skinny super baits over the cut plugs. At both work, and... Uh, you know, my my motto is always give them both uh, a little action, some on one rod and some on some rods and some on the others. And, you know, let the fish tell you what they want. Well, nobody in their right mind is going to go out without a few killer fish lures, too. The killer fish bite has been incredible uh, up here. And, um, yeah, it's uh, go down to, to fishermen's. They're going to have some killer fish there for you. In fact, we're filling another order for him next week. And, um, yeah, Rob's Dragon Glow. And, yeah, they're going to have some good colors in there for you. 
Well, no doubt about that. You guys have got a great selection of it. And I just want to remind people that uh, sometimes putting something a little different down makes a big difference when things are a little slow or sluggish. You might want to consider something else with a little bit different kind of action, like uh, like a wiggler maybe, or maybe even the e-chip wiggler. You get that down there in their face, folks, and uh, if it looks a little different, quite often they're going to spank that thing. And that's exactly what you want to do. It's all in the proper presentation. And if you present one of the best lures with the best action, and I got to grant you, your flasher is the answer to all of it. Getting things to thump exactly like you want them to, to create those surges that entice the fish. Well, tell them where they can find all the Brad's products around here. And I'm certainly the Fisherman's Warehouse stores has them. And they've got a huge sale going on all weekend down here for the big 4th of July celebration. So I'm sure folks can get in there and find that great 360 flasher as well as the products we're talking about. Where else can they find them? Yeah, go see Reggie down at Freeport Market. Uh, Sacramento Pro Tackle's got some. But, uh, yeah, Fisherman's has got a great supply, uh, supply. And then through their wholesale side, you know, they'll supply a lot of the small retailers down there that, that we're not even familiar with. So That's right. Because we sell to them on the wholesale side as well. And Fisherman's Warehouse also has their great uh, order right off the Internet. You get your orders placed. You get them sent out to you usually in the next day. So you get them pretty quick. Straight to you. That's, That's exactly right. it. Well, Brad, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. You manufacture some of the best products out there for the fishing that we do here on the West Coast, especially in Northern California, and we appreciate every one of them, my friend. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Have a great fourth. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Scott Call with Brad's Killer Fishing Lures. Check him out on the Internet at bradskillerfishinglures.com. We got a lot going on around here right now, and our next guest in here is my good friend Alan Fong with Fisherman's Warehouse Stores, and he's here to talk about Alan Fong Outdoors right after this intro. And that just means one thing that Mr. Alan Fong joins us live in the studio with Alan Fong Outdoors. Good morning, Alan. Morning, Seth. How's everybody doing? Well, I'm doing well. You got over your COVID. You're doing good now. <laughs> yeah. Ready to get back out there? Yeah, I just got back from Alaska, and we had a good trip there. Fishing was a little bit slower than normal um, compared to the past years that I've been there. But the um, we caught some big halibut. Denise got one that was bigger than her. Yeah, I told you last week. <laughs> I said she was screaming like a squeaky yeah, door, she man. She gets all excited. Well, that's good. That's what's great about getting out there in the outdoors. This is a yeah. friend friend of yours lodge that you've been going to for quite yeah, a while, I've isn't it? Been going there for many years. It's probably my ninth time, and I go every other year. But it's um, the salmon fishery over there. You know, they kept trying to get us to go salmon because it just king salmon just opened, and it's tough. I mean, actually, if I wanted to go salmon fish, I'd stay here. <laughs> you know, it's wide open here. It's unbelievable, but. You know, we had a good trip. We caught halibut. I hooked a fish that was probably the biggest thing I ever hooked, and I hooked it on electric reels in 1,700 feet. I just caught a halibut about 12 pounds, and I hooked this thing, and it actually shorted the boat out. All electronics went out. The reel went out. We hand-cranked it for over an hour, and the reel locked up, and it broke a 100-pound test after a couple-hour battle. You know that fish was bigger than you. I know, but I want to see it. Yeah, I don't mind losing <laughs> one if I see it. And you know that way, it adds truth to my lie. No, and then you know the thing is, is that you know, like I told you, we've been having so much problems with our camera, and every time something good happens, it shuts off. 
Like it knows, like it has a mind. Well, that's not <laughs> supposed to be happening. <laughs> I know. Hey, Alan, uh, this week you uh, put up some notes uh, on your site, that's, or not your site, on your uh, channel on YouTube, that uh, you fished Berryessa this week and got a few coats, yeah, bows, and snuck canes. out there. It's starting to pick up. Denise goes and fishes it, pre-fishes it for you, yeah. lets you know it's pretty good, and then yep. you decide to show up? Yeah, we went out there and looked, and, you know, um, I had a Blade Runner Rick with me and Roger, and when we first got out there grafted, we go, oh, we're going to tear up. There was a massive amount of fish and bait on the surface down to 20 feet. We trolled back and forth to it, nothing. <laughs> I think they're bass or squawfish. That's what our, you know, census was. A lot of carp too around that lake. Not this many. It was everywhere. So anyway, we started grafting around. We finally found some and we had, um, eight cokes and three trout and one salmon. And we probably lost maybe three or four. What size were the cokes? Uh, 15 inch. That's not bad for this. We were the only boat there. Yeah, I know. I noticed only that. Only boat. The only boat out trolling I know, on the lake. I couldn't believe it. I said, we're the only ones here. Something wrong. <laughs> Everybody's waiting for them to say, hey, it's wide open. <laughs> no, Come I on know. out. That's exactly what it is. I and know. I haven't posted no pictures or anything. I just sent them to friends and stuff. But You don't want to be out there this weekend, I can assure you. No, know, I know because of skiers. But there's only like five skiers. And I think it's maybe because of cost of few now. People are really thinking about you know, how much time they could actually go skiing. Stand out in the water. They're, they're going to Folsom. No, <laughs> Trust hey, Folsom, me. <laughs> Folsom is going crazy. There's a lot of 10-pound salmon being caught at Folsom. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And a lot no. of rainbows. They're catching a lot of rainbows, oh, too. Yeah. Well, Shasta. Even Corey told me he caught 40 one day, and if that guy could catch 40, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> He's fishing for the wrong species. Exactly right. <laughs> Well, folks, if, they, if that's not a little hint for you to get over to Folsom to try the great fishing opportunity. Oh, it's been yeah. really good. And it's, how about the bass cant over there, too? It's not bad. Yeah, it's been pretty good. There's there's a big population of uh, threadfin shad in the lake this year that have just popped up everywhere. So the fish are definitely on the chew. Yeah. Those salmon are getting big in there. Yeah. There's, it's it's getting crazy. Well, they're not going to keep growing. They're going to, that's about the peak for them right there. This will be their year probably. If they're 10 pounders in there right now, yeah. they're going to be done here in a couple of months. <laughs> Maybe. Well, they <laughs> won't get they, out there. They won't keep living after four years. That's for sure. You know, no, the, even in the freshwater lakes, they cycle out in four years, just like they do in the ocean. Yeah. From the time they're born to the time they die, one spawn, gone. But I think a lot of people aren't going to Berryessa because of New Malonas, because of stampede you know guys will come in the shop and they'll ask me and i go go to stampede and then if you can't get your limit by 10 or 11 o'clock sell all your stuff and go golf yeah sell your boat <laughs> yeah. you could drop a bear hook yeah. over the side put corn on you got you fish. don't even need to put corn on it <laughs> if you could put a piece of paper a little yeah. tinky piece of paper on it's there crazy. they would hit it no question about crazy. it crazy well, make sure you check out Alan Fong Outdoors on the YouTube channel. He's always got something interesting there, including a tip every week, yep. as well as a fishing report every week. On Wednesday, I do a report, and I talk to all the guys, Jay, everybody, Smith, and give the report. When I give you a report, it's actually you know a couple of days old, so you can still go out and do it. It's hot stuff. It's not a couple of weeks old like no, in normally in publications and stuff. The, like the news you're hearing here, it happened yesterday or yep, today. Right the now. news he's telling you on these happened in the same kind of time frames, yep. too. Well, Alan, the... Uh, well, it happened yesterday because, let's face it, you don't even prepare for the show till Friday, sometime <laughs> around 9. 
Yeah, pretty much. Ten. <laughs> I like to talk. Mo- it's the most current information you can get. I like yeah. to. I like to talk to the guys on Thursdays, confirm it on Fridays, and tell them about Saturday. it on Saturdays. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's exactly what we do. You left off taking Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and half a Thursday off. <laughs> okay. Well, shh, don't tell everybody the way I play, <laughs> folks. You need to check out Alan's YouTube channel. No question about it alan fong outdoors get a subscription no it doesn't cost you a damn thing just go over push the subscribe button and it shows up there every week for you twice a week yeah there you go and it'll help him out on the numbers and we got him over four thousand now we want (laughs) to get i told him the other day i said we're going to get you over ten thousand real quick so please do us all a favor do alan a favor do me a favor kent a favor Go over there right now to YouTube and sign up for it. Alan Fong Outdoors. And be sure when you're in the Fisherman's Warehouse store, you stop by and pick his brain so that you can become a better fisherman, too. And Jay Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing invites you to climb aboard his 26-foot Parker, the Right Hook, berthed at Martinez for an enjoyable day or night of fishing on the productive sturgeon and striper waters of Sassoon Bay and the Delta. One of the fastest six-pack boats around, the Right Hook has a fully enclosed heated cabin that easily accommodates up to six anglers, fully rigged with all the marine electronics and high-quality fishing gear you'll need. Right Hook Sport Fishing keeps their clients in the action, moving seasonally from the ocean to the bays. Halibut, stripers, sturgeon, rockfish, salmon, or albacore. Whatever the quarry, wherever it hides, Captain Jay Lopes will get you there and back in comfort and safety. Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? Founded in 1950. Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect real. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Brands is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at 
competitive pricing, clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Morantz has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Now, now here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. Hey, good morning, guys. I hope you're ready for next month, Seth, when you come down. Oh, it's not next month. It's the following month. No, it is next month. No, it's August. It's 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 already July. I'm well, welcome already... to the welcome to July, Seth. I'm doing some arm curls right now, just getting ready for that forty pounder you promised me. And you know what? There's uh, RJ on the uh, Sundance out of Emeryville. Forty and a fifty. Uh, yeah, forty and a fifty. That's that's incredible. For the end of June, we're gonna we're, we might see a sixty. I have not heard of a single 60 in 40 years it's been a long um, time but, but do you know yeah. do you know what the legit record for the sacramento river is uh, is it like 82 i believe it's either 86 or 93 those, uh, I'm go with 86 those are big fish a 40 pounder is a big fish a 50 pounder is an enormous what it fish. is Seth, let's put this in concept here the best season i, I ever saw is 1988 and hands down, we're looking at a season much like 1988. The quality of the fish, great feed conditions offshore. The difference now, though, is is that we're in the middle of a drought. And this is the result of, of trucking and great ocean conditions are combining here for these fish just to kick off. 1988 happened mainly because 85 was a fairly wet year, and they also did the one and only – um, flush flow. So when they, they, they did a, an orchestrated release from the hatcheries and they released from all the major dams in the Central Valley and they flushed all those fish out in 1985 and it worked too good and they never did it again. It's really frustrating when you work with Fish and Wildlife and the Bureau of Reclamation and you try to mimic that a second time and they all look at you like, oh, we can't do that. Yeah, not that during drought. That makes make fishing really good. But that's what we're seeing. And we just trucked all these fish down to the bay this year. We got these great cold feed everywhere. The the, the feed offshore is just off the hook. Um, look out. The next couple of years could be really, really good for all the wrong reasons. I would really love to see the rivers bounce back and maintain cold flows and start getting the wild component back into our fishery. That's where we're going to see an honest bounce back. But it is off the hook, out the gate. Bodega Bay, we've been windy the last couple of days. We had a big influx of, of silver salmon yesterday, so watch out for that. Anglers need to be aware if you come down to Bodega, fish and wildlife is going to be all over this. I remember one day about four or five years ago, they handed out 56 citations at Westside Launch Ramp for silvers. So you guys got to get better at identifying them. It's really simple. That fish has a green tinge. Let it go. Don't even net it. Just shake it off at the edge of the boat and go get that fish that has a, a purple hue and a black mouth and avoid those ones with the uh, with the white mouth. But there's fish up and down the entire coast, and it's just it's one of those years. I'm, I'm pumped up. I mean, I've already been a couple of times, and I'm going to go here again tomorrow. Well, you're not a glutton for punishment. You're just a smart guy that knows when to go fishing. That's all there is to it, folks. If you're not out there fishing right now, you better get out there soon because this is going to be a remarkable year. There's no doubt about it. Thanks to the 
California Department of Fish and Wildlife changing their plans and doing the trucking this year, as well as the guys from Golden State Salmon Association, as well as uh, the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association, all putting pressure on to increase the population of salmon. Oh, and you, you start fail. getting, you know what? Party boats are filling up on the coast. If you want to go fish this fishery this fall, you better start looking ahead to your favorite guide because they're going to be booked up in a hurry here too. Absolutely. There's no question about it. Mike, I want to thank you for getting us up to speed on what's going on. You know how it works around here, and I will see you again and talk with you next week, my friend. Thanks, guys. Mike Ogney with USAFishing.com and The Real Magic. Mike, real quick, give them The Real Magic phone number. It's 707-875-BOAT. And come on down. we got spots in August and September, but we're pretty full through uh, July. They can help you get booked on another boat, too, if you need it. So don't worry about it. Mike, thanks a lot. We appreciate you, my friend. Thanks, guys. All right, take care. Hey, there's a whole nother hour of this show coming around the corner. Our special with Rick Kennedy and Ted Semford, some of the originators of kokanee fishing in Northern California. I see they're both on hold right now, so we're not going to have any problems other than seeing if us old-timers can remember what we did 30, 40 years ago. We'll be right back. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing. And their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lawrence electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lawrence Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lawrence Live and the full line of Lawrence products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Quail Point opens for our 29th season, Saturday, October 22nd. Bird cards are currently available for purchase throughout the season. However, if you purchase your bird card prior to August 1st, you'll get 10% early bird bonus added to whatever you buy. So if you buy 20 pheasants, you'll get 22. If you purchase 40 chucker, you'll get 44 and so on. You don't need to plan out your entire season when you buy your bird card. You can always add any number of birds to your card throughout the season. Quail Point will be open Wednesdays through Sundays from 8 to 3, starting October 22nd through the end of March. Until then, we're shooting Sporting Glaze Thursdays through Sundays from 8 to 3. Call us with any questions at 530-735-6217 or check us out at quailpoint.com. If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. 
Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. The Northern California coast is ground zero for ocean king salmon fishing. And the flagship of the Eureka fleet is the vessel Shellback. Owned and operated by professional angler and veteran captain Tony Sepulveda of Greenwater Fishing Adventures. On the doorstep of the best salmon fishing on the planet, usually fishing within three miles of the harbor. The entire area is the home of the state's largest Pacific halibut, too. Experience the best. Greenwater Fishing Adventures, the North Coast's most exciting guide service. Offering great ocean action plus river trips for freshwater salmon, steelhead, and stripers, too. Check out EurekaFishing.net or call Tony Sepulveda now at 707-845-9588. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Henderson. Hey, we're back, and there's a lot going on in our second hour here, and I want to remind you all that it's a big 4th of July weekend. I hope you're being careful and conscientious about what you're doing out there, and you might want to stop by Fisherman's Warehouse stores this weekend for their big 4th of July sale. I know they've got all kinds of goodies that go along free if you purchase so much stuff out there, but you can check it out anytime you want. You can go to their website and order it also. You know, this morning we've got a special... Uh, you, you left out one thing I want to throw in real quick. Go though. for it. It's free fishing day, Seth. That's no right. fishing license required today. So you can, you know, if you're out on a three-day weekend or you're on the water this weekend, anybody who wants to pick a rod up uh, can do you that can without do a fishing license. You can so. do it. Just don't do it tomorrow. No, just today. Just, <laughs> just, just today. today. If you're catching and, us on the archive show, it was Saturday. And then Labor Day also <laughs> is another one of the free fishing days. The Saturday there. of Labor Day weekend, yes. Whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, well, did I derail you? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> it's kokanee. Gosh, how tough is it? For a it? couple of weeks, you've been hearing us talk about this. Uh, kind of the guys that really popularized kokanee fishing many, many years ago. The first guy that I knew about it was uh, Ted Samford with Fishing Not Wishing Guide Service. I don't even know if he had a guide service then or if he was a bootleg guide back then. We'll find out probably because he's going to be joining us here in a minute. And... uh the other way I found out about kokanee fishing was through Hal Bonslet, the old editor of the Fish Niffer. He called me up one day and said, there's this guy that trolls up at Union Valley Reservoir catching these kokanee. They're real small fish, but they're supposedly pretty tasty and pretty gamey, good game fish to catch. And I said, really? I don't know anything about kokanee fishing. Well, times have changed since then. I want to bring up both of these guys right now. First, let's bring up my good friend, Mr. Rick Kennedy from Tight Lines Guide Service. Former guide, obviously, who sold his business to our good friend uh, James Netzel. That's now Tight Lines Guide Service. Good morning, Rick. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Seth. How are you? I'm doing well. It was nice running into you again the other day, but I'd like to introduce everybody now to Ted Samford, also with Fishing Not Wishing Guide Service, one of the originators, in my opinion, of great kokanee action in California. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Seth. Glad to hear from you. It's been a while, my friend, but it's so nice to hear you. Ted, in the old days, Hal Bonsler came up to me and told real quick, one of these guys has a radio turned up, I think, or a speakerphone. We got to have If you guys are on speakerphones, kind of turn them, go back to regular lines. Well, that made me. Ah, it was much, it was much better. I think we were, I think we're getting some feedback on uh, somebody's radio, maybe. Ted, are you on speakerphone? Yeah, I am. I have to be. All right, that's just the way no, it'll No, I'm not No, I'm not on speakerphone. Okay, that's perfect now. We there's no squeaking going on in the background at all. All right. right. My question was, when Hal Bonslet started coming up talking about kokanee fishing, you were on Union Valley. 
How long had you been fishing kokanee when we first discovered you? Oh, I started out probably in the mid-70s uh, there at Union Valley. Uh, quite a few years. I can fish up there. Camp Up there at uh, Union Valley, there was a Camino Cove, they called it. And uh, we used to go up there and spend a week up there and can fish and catch them. And that was the olden days where you were long lining using the, probably in those days, wedding rings. And uh, that's how I got started until I started hitting Stampede. Well, it didn't take you too long to move over to Stampede and discover a rather prolific fishery. And that's actually the first time I saw you out kokanee fishing. We were out near the dam one morning. Marilyn and I were in our boat, and uh, you were with, I believe, Dan Bacher, the editor of the Fish Sniffer that day, and you were trolling along next to us, and you and I just kind of got to know each other. And you held up one of the fish that Mr. Bacher caught, and I looked at that, and I said, that's an 18-inch kokanee salmon. I've never seen one of those in my life. And you're the one that hooked me on kokanee salmon fishing. Well, it's... It- I just want to share every, all the good fun that I had. And, yeah, that trip with Hal, uh, with, uh, well, Hal Bonsley's boat was there. You and Merlin was there. And I had Dan Bacher with me. And I was so nervous that day, more than I was with a regular uh, client. Because, you know, I had to try to, he was going to do a little article, I guess. And it was just hard. You know, I was really nervous. And luckily I had a really a good day and we caught some nice fish. Well, you got hooked up with Mr. Kennedy along the way there, and uh, Rick uh, started guiding with you a little bit at Union Valley, and all that progressed, and he ended over at Stampede with you, too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, When I was, I transferred there at Lake Spalding in 1984, and uh, over the years, that's where I started guiding, and Rick Kennedy came into my driveway. Oh, I forget what year it was. And I sold him a planer rigger for his boat, and which isn't very popular here. But uh, that's how I got to know Rick. And then we kind of worked together as a uh, guide service, both of us on the same permit. Hey, Rick, what prompted you to really get involved in catching these little dinky silver fish? Well, I got to tell you, um, kind of like Ted said, I – it was mid nineties, I guess, 94, 95, something like that. And I, um, I, I kept hearing about these kokanee and, you know, I've been fishing all my life, but I had no clue what a kokanee was or any much about it. So, uh, ended up at stampede messing around and I, you know, I went through my, my, uh, tough days, just like everybody else trying to figure out these things out. And, uh, a mutual friend of mine at Ted's named Skip, uh, Hescock, he told me about Ted so I'll never forget this. I pulled into Ted's driveway, and his, he had a dog named Bingo. Yeah, that damn dog will kill you. Yeah, and as I'm driving down, driving in the driveway, Bingo was Bingo's teeth were embedded in the tire of my truck, and he was doing flips on the ground because he wouldn't let go of my tire. Well, at least it wasn't your and, leg uh, like it was with me. Yeah, so I got to know Ted, and then um, over the years, you know, back then, you know, the Forest Service special use permits were really tough to get. And I think there was Ted and a gentleman by the name of Chris Turner, um, both had permits up there on Stampede. And I think maybe I'm trying to, I don't remember if Vance had one at the time or not, but anyway, um, I couldn't get a permit. They just, they told me there's no way, you know? And, um, so I, um, 
me and Ted kind of put our heads together, and we formed a, a what we called High Sierra Kokanee Guide Association. We went and met with the Forest Service and formed this association. And basically what that did was it allowed uh, Ted and myself to fish off the same permit. Um, we did that for a few years, and then finally the Forest Service figured it was too much paperwork, and they'd get more, they'd get more money if we had individual permits than if we had <laughs> together. And uh, so then we ended up with our own permits after that. But that's kind of how I got Ted's, you know, I, I owe uh, – I actually I own just about 100 percent of everything I know about Kokanee to to Ted. He a lot of he, us owe a lot of us owe everything we know about Kokanee fishing to Ted. There's no question about it. He innovated Kokanee fishing. He and his little secret divisiveness running around figuring out about Ted's bugs and stuff that we're going to talk about when we get back from this quick break, folks. Do you remember Ted's bugs? Do you remember how they started? You're going to hear the true story when we get back from this break. You guys sit on hold with me for a minute. We'll be right back after this. Okay. One of the top six-pack operators in the Bay Area is Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve's 27-foot top gun is a fishing machine loaded with all the amenities for your enjoyment, comfort, and safety. And with over 15 years of experience, Captain Steve is ready when you are. Docked in Berkeley and Martinez Marina seasonally. Hooked Up specializes in sturgeon and ocean salmon fishing. But the top gun also fishes year-round for halibut, stripers, shark, albacore, and rock cod. If it bites, we fish for Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? There's a new ghost in town. There's a new ghost in town. Ghost Bait and Tackle at 2550 West El Camino Avenue in Sacramento, owned and operated by Cedric Ghostin. Ghost Bait and Tackle supplies anglers with all the fresh water, warm water, and saltwater tackle and accessories for a great day on the water. Rods, reels, live and frozen baits, swim baits, jigs, line, hooks, lures, spinners, terminal tackle, and a whole lot more. Located between I-5 and I-80 at 2550 West El Camino Avenue, Ghost B&T opens at 5 a.m. seven days a week with easy on-off freeway access to save your valuable fishing time. Catch the fishing spirit with Ghost Bait and Tackle. 916-692-8520. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bike. Find Brad's products, including Made in the USA Terminal Tackle and local retailers and check out brad's killer fishing gear on facebook or instagram committed to excellence brad's killer fishing gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved i got a garage full of fishing tackle and every time i get out on the water i realize i forgot something important but i never forget my life jacket i make sure my buddies wear theirs too save the ones you love a message from california state parks division of boating and waterways California Sportsman with Seth Henderson. Hey, we're back, and uh, you're back with Captain Rick Kennedy with Tight Lines Guide Service, formerly, and Captain Ted Sanford with Fishing Not Wishing Guide Service, retired, talking about kokanee in the old days out there. And when we left, I started talking about the bugs. And, Ted, uh, you certainly popularized kokanee bugs out there, but you didn't invent them, did you? 
No, my good. He, well, he's an old friend of mine that I guided a few times was uh, uh, a dentist down there in Sacramento, Stan Miyazaki. And somehow his family made a few of them. And that's the year we were fishing Donner Lake. We couldn't get into Stampede because of the permit thing. And uh, Dan kind of told me about the those bugs. And so he left a couple in the restroom there at Donner Lake. He left a couple the hidden in the rafters in the bathroom for him. Yeah. And uh, so I took a look at them. And, I, you know, I was kind of skeptical. And I tried them. And they worked pretty good. So then I decided to start making my own. And uh, uh, it all stemmed from there. Well, you certainly did, and you you stemmed them off into about 5,000 different colors, shapes, and everything that turned out to be a, a real success story, especially for a guy selling tackle out of his boat or walking around the campgrounds selling tackle like you and Rick did after you get off the water. Everybody wondering, what in the world were you guys doing to catch all those fish? But that's when you got into the bugs and started cranking them out, wasn't it? Yeah, start. Start doing real good with them. And that, you know, the bugs was kind of the latest thing. Years ago, in the 30 years ago, you know, if you didn't use a, a wedding ring, boy, you weren't going to catch any fish. That was the only lure to have. And then pretty soon it evolved into uh, where Dick Knights were the thing to have. And, uh, do, and do, you remember, do you remember the wee Dick Knights that they had us using out oh. there? Microscopic oh. stuff, so small. I know it. Yeah, they were just small. I think it was uh, what? Well, it was a pearl, and I don't know what the other color was. It, it didn't. It didn't matter. Just, it didn't matter as yeah. long as there was one piece of white corn tipped on that. But you know, the bugs were certainly one of the big innovations in kokanee fishing. But Rick, there were some other innovations that changed everybody's fingers and the colors about it. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll never forget. You know. Uh, I kind of had an end because there for a while, um, when Ted got couldn't keep up with with making the bugs, my wife actually started making the bugs for him, and, and so you know I obviously had plenty of, of uh, bugs at my disposal. But I'll never forget one day I put we we kind of had a little routine. We left the lawn ramp, and we'd go over to what we called the culvert hole, um, which is the mouth of the little truckie. Then we'd hit JH Cove, and then you know over behind Island, and we had our little spots. So we'd take off about the same time, both of us, and we kind of, like I said, we had our routine. And I'll never forget, I come by Sep, or um, Ted one day, and, uh, you know, we kind of, you know, he'd raise his hand up and wave and whatever, say something as we pass. And all of a sudden, Ted's hand goes up, and I could see this, what I thought was blood dripping down his hand, down his arm. <laughs> his the, the, the cork on his rod was all full of, you know, this blood. I said, Ted what happened man you okay he said yeah why i said well you're bleeding he said oh no rick he said i dyed my corn red but don't tell anybody okay and 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 at the same time you know i mean it's pretty obvious that there's something going on right so i thought well because you know i mean everything i knew about coconut i learned from ted so i get home and ran to the store got some red food coloring dyed my corn you know Next day, up there again, past Ted, raised his hand, and it's blue. I said, oh, man. Well, i got to tell you, I fished a, a Project Kokanee um, Derby one time. I'll never forget this at, at Bullard's Bar, and I had these baby food jars across the back of my 
um, boat. And there's not a color in the rainbow. I didn't have a corn. And, and I can tell you that, that some of them just flat didn't work. And, and some of them, you know, were pretty good. But, you know, and then we got, obviously got into all the different scents. We were putting, you know, gosh, I put anything from Jack Daniels to brown sugar to you name it. We tried it all, you know, putting in our corn. And it. Uh, and then as time, you know, revolved and came around, then pretty soon, they, you know, now it comes in a jar and you don't have to do much to it. So, yeah, it, it, it kind of showed exactly what an experienced, long-term, dedicated kokanee fisherman looked like. And it was a guy tipped with blue, green, or red fingertips for the entire season because that colored dye doesn't wash off real quick, does it? No, no it doesn't. And, and, you know, all of our rods were ruined, basically. <laughs> you know, I mean, they all had stained cork handles and the floor of the boat, you know, and uh, it was a mess. Well, we talk about how, you know, the bugs and using small lures and uh, one kernel of corn on there and everything – Ted, what the hell made you drop a three and a half inch buzz bomb down with a treble hook with corn on every barb? Well, I don't know. I don't know if the corn did any good then. It was later in the year when they were schooling up, getting ready to spawn. And uh, I started out, uh, I think first time I ever tried to jig for the kokanee, I didn't know what I was doing, but I had to use a cast master and caught quite a few. And uh, that started from there. And then I don't know how I heard about the buzz bomb, but then that was the thing to use. But it was a, it was kind of a social event, jig and form, because it'd be about five or six boats all in a big circle right together, jigging, and the fish would kind of move. So at least one boat over there, he said, all oh, the fish are over here now. So everybody move over and jig there. And uh it was really a lot of fun. You had to run two nets because you get one caught in the net and you had somebody already got a fish on. So it was really a fun time. Yeah, the buzz bomb was really something that uh, changed my idea about hitting microscopic food like plankton and zooplankton. You know, they say coconut. Oh, they eat microscopic stuff. Uh, baloney. Big coconut well, eat they... big stuff. There's no question about it. And hitting one of those, they're probably thinking it's an injured or wounded fish or bait or whatever. So they just naturally grab it. But, boy, that was one of the techniques that caught lots of fish. Or you could actually jig them all day long, watch them come up and look at it, and they'd never touch your lure. Right. Yeah, it was that. It was something. And and it was that time of the year where the bucks, the males, the bucks, were starting to turn red. and They already lost their scales. So we kind of released them and just kept the hens, and uh, they were just really prime silver fish, and they, it was just great. It was just so much fun. You you couldn't even eat a sandwich or do nothing because it just you were just bringing fish in one after the other. When you guys were fishing this, and you saw it, you know, over the five ten years as it continued to expand after you first got into it, did you ever dream? that there would be such a change in fishing, including latest state-of-the-art downriggers, latest state-of-the-art in electronics where you can see fish come up and take your lures. I mean, everything, the downriggers, the presentation, the releases, the Dodgers, they have refined it so much, and so many companies do it now. Did you ever think it would expand to this type of a program in our state? No, I didn't I didn't think so. Because I remember at Union Valley starting out there, you know, I was long lining like everybody else. I thought one time I went to lead core line, boy, and I thought that was the first class thing to do in those days. And about the time I got 
transferred to Lake Spalding in 1984. I was at a yard sale in Auburn, and I saw there was a uh, manual uh, Big John downrigger there, and I never heard of them or didn't know anything about them, so I bought it. So when I got to Spalding and that, and that's what I started using there at Boca and Stampede and Spalding. So it was, it really come a long ways. Well, the other thing that's come a long ways is the Department of Fish and Wildlife's commitment to the kokanee salmon and to the increased amount of lakes that they're covering now. Uh, imagine already happening at Shasta, three-and-a-half to four-pound kokanee available up there right now. That wow. is Flaming Gorge quality fishing, no question about it. Lake Berryessa, 15, 20, 25 years ago, when they first started putting kokanee into that lake, was putting out four-pound-plus kokanee salmon. Now they're down to about 18, 19 inches, but that's what Mother Nature does when she puts it out. But Mother Nature generates a great fishery for us, along with the Department of Fish and Wildlife raising them and getting them into the appropriate lakes. But the coolest thing about the kokanee salmon, it is a no-guilt fish. Take your limit, enjoy your limit, keep That's what you not want. the coolest thing about kokanee salmon, Seth. The coolest thing about kokanee salmon and what you guys did was you fed the green and brown fish throughout the state, creating world record bass fisheries, uh, places like Bullard's Bar, New Maloney's, Shasta, Whiskey Town. I mean, all these lakes that you guys did so much with Project Kokanee started kicking out world record spotted bass. Uh, they started kicking out, you know, state record giant smallmouths. Uh, and, you know, the big influx of our swim bait fishing on the bass side, uh, everything from the Huddleston trout to, you know, so many things that imitated kokanee. And, and I know for years we've done everything we can to convince the bass guys you need to be involved with, in the kokanee deal because they're feeding our fish. And we joke, we've joked about it for years, but Absolutely. it is, it is seriously created the fisheries in California. It really has. It has added to the fisheries. It's created monster fish in the lakes and not just bass. Uh, Rick and Ted both fish Stampede Reservoir. You guys know that there's some big dogs swimming around in there that are kind of golden brown in color, don't you? Oh, I sure know do. About. Ted, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, uh, Rick. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I, I've never seen those fish there. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, uh-huh. I remember the days we'd show up at O-Dark 30 and start trolling Rapalas at the first sign of, uh, is that daylight? Yeah, that's good enough for me. Let's get out there. One time, one time in all the years that I, and I mean, I, like Ted, I spent a lot of days on that lake. And one day we, we had, we had a grand slam. We had, we had a smallmouth. We had a rainbow. We had a Mackinac. We had a kokanee and we had a brown. Um, that happened to me one time and and it was all, you know, most of them were fishing for kokanee and the rest of them were accidents, I guess you could say. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely a good smallmouth fishery there. um, yeah, right along the dam, you know, there'd be smallmouth fishermen. Ted, Ted, you're giving away our secrets. Yeah, don't tell anybody. Oh. Don't tell anybody about the smallmouth on the rocks all along the face of the dam up there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I won't say anything. And That's... then they, they, there was those years, we had all these Mackinac that were they put in there, and they were all around five pounds, and we'd be trolling away and. We get one of those on there, and it kind of make your rod tip move a little bit. Wouldn't even release off of the uh, downrigger, and be about a five pound max. But they didn't fight worth a darn, and they were kind of a nuisance, really. And we just release them. Yeah, yeah, they're that 
you know, that, that lake is full of three to four pound smallies. And there's a very few guys that are fishing it, but it, there's a lot of, action to be done up there. Oh, there certainly is. That's Alan Fong. You guys are not sure who the heck was just talking there. Ted and Rick both know Alan from the Fisherman's Warehouse stores. It is a right. prolific fishery, and Kent's very correct. So is Alan. The kokanee, when they go in there at very small sizes, offer themselves up as bait, obviously. And if they survive, they become a mature kokanee salmon in our lakes. And that's what makes this wonderful fish for so many people are enjoying it now. There's derbies that are out there continually going on. There's all kinds of stuff. There's pen projects. Well, and it's given something for you old guys to fish for, but which what is, is kind of cool. What has it done? Yeah, you'll be there one day. <laughs> Being a boat salesman, yeah. Kent, you have to understand the fact that electric trolling motors were developed, as far as we're concerned, for kokanee fishing. I know bass well, fishermen look at yeah, it for a different yeah, aspect. Kinda, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, but we certainly use it not only still fishing, but stealth fishing for the kokanee, too. Well, you guys well, have, re- uh, you guys I'll, have I'll, redesigned I'll boats. Something. Go ahead, Rick. I'll add something to that whole electric, that whole electric motor thing. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if the electric motor was developed for the kokanee guys, but I will tell you this. Back in the day... If you didn't have an autopilot, you 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 weren't there. That's I a mean, fact. <laughs> the autopilot was uh, back then. I mean, God, some of us were carrying, you know, four hundred pounds of batteries to keep that autopilot going um, <laughs> all sure. day long. That was that was the way to do it. You know. Well, that's the way they did it. And you know, Ted would bring his boat back there at Spalding, where his home was. He'd park it right there, and then he'd go into his basement where he had a tackle shop hanging up. And he'd walk around in there and filling it up, selling people stuff. It was a great arrangement. It was a great time. It was a great uh, awakening to kokanee fishing going on. And you two gentlemen are responsible for a great deal of the population of California getting involved in it and the sport fishermen that just love kokanee fishermen. I want to thank you guys for introducing me and keeping kokanee going in California because it's legends like both of you guys that bring all this up and get people going more and more often out there and catching more and more fish. It's what fishing and enjoying the outdoors is all about, and you guys really epitomize all of that. So thank you so much for everything you've done in the past, and I know everything you'll do in the future because you guys still pay a lot of attention to fishing and the outdoors. Thank well, you, Sam. I, I, I have to take this opportunity. Um, you know, I, I was very, very fortunate in my whole guiding career and i owe a ton to to ted like i said for getting me on the kokanee and teaching me all the ropes but um there's a couple other people that that uh, i owe a, a thanks to and that's uh mr tom coster for number one he's the one that introduced me to you Seb, yeah. in maryland and tom and, was uh, a, for those of you that don't know tom was the keyboard player for santana yeah right. tom was a very Tom was very um, instrumental in hooking me up with a lot of different people, including Seth. And then um, I, I also owe a ton of uh, thanks for my success through the years to Seth and Maryland, the California Sportsman Radio. Um, you know, people don't people don't realize it. I, I, I sit back and I look at what's going on in the industry today. And, you know, I mean, back then it was me and Ted and Vance, two or three other guys now. Everybody that's got aluminum bow tied, right? Exactly. And, um, um, you know, um, man, I just can't thank you guys enough for everything you did, all the promotions, ISE shows, all the stuff that uh, 
that you helped me with through the years, and I just want to say thank you. Hey, it's a mutually beneficial relationship, but it works out for everybody, and that's what it's all about. Ted, any last comments before we go? No, I you covered it pretty good. And like Rick says, we met a lot of we had a lot of good friends up there, and uh, just hard to remember everybody's name. Keith Brownlee was the guy that started out the same time I did, and we fished a lot together at Union Valley, and then Stampede go up there and can fish, take our pressure cookers and can fish. We were up there for a week, and and just. Uh, I, I have to owe a lot to Keith because he helped me a lot, too, and we helped each other. Two of the finest kokanee fishermen the state has ever seen, folks. Rick Kennedy, formerly with Tight Lines Guide Service, and Mr. Ted Sanford with Fishing Not Wishing Guide Service. Thanks for all you guys have done. Thanks for joining us today on the show. And don't be surprised if we invite you back again to share more of our old-time experiences. You bet. Thank you, Sup. Thank you, Sam. All right, you guys take care and have a great one. We appreciate you joining us today. I, I think you guys ought to climb on board with Netzel, the three of you. Oh, that'd be a big and, load. And go fishing. Now, I, I just, you know, I think that would be a, a good deal to do. That would be water pollution. <laughs> <laughs> it probably would. Hey, it's about time for Get a Clue. Where the heck is Marilyn? Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, Tackle, fishing gear, or bait. You can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. Lots of talk about kokanee. Trolling for kokanee is fun, and half the fun is unlocking the secret to the bite. It's on, then off, then on, and it's impossible to know if it's your presentation or if it's just an off time. One thing for certain, proper leader length is one of the most important parts of the combination. Leader, the length of line between the attractor and the lure. Too long and the action to the lure is not enough. Too short and there's too much action to the lure. Either way, it's not fish attracting. Leader is important. Pay attention, listen to what's going on around you. There'll be lots of talk about speed and depth and color and even more. But I guarantee you, they will definitely be talking leader length. So, get a clue, take care of yourself, stay safe and well. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now, discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. 
Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury Outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury Outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury Outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fish and Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the internet anywhere in the world with our new high definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good morning, Kent. Good morning, Zep. How's it going, guys? Well, it's another Saturday, and it's 4th of July weekend. Time for everybody to go out and celebrate their freedoms. And we're trying to do that. And we got some specials going on down at the store. Come on down and take a look. A lot of people going fishing this weekend. So we got all kinds of fishing gear on sale, especially for the kids. Get them out, get them fishing, get them doing something. Uh, me and myself, I'm sitting here looking at maybe going up to party this weekend and taking my grandson and see how that goes. So got that. We also got some 22s on sale, some 22 ammo. And, of course, the gun you still don't have to register because Newsom hasn't thought about it yet is the pellet gun. And we got several of them in stock and pellets to go with it. Great guns to go out and plank with and just have a little bit of fun. All right. But like I said, it is 4th of July weekend. And also, guess what? In a week and a half, deer season starts in California. Hard to imagine. 100-degree weather, and we're going to start the deer season. Bow season starts here in July, I think it's July 7th or 8th, and you got to get out there, get your spot scouted, figure out where the water is, figure out where you're going to hide and be quiet because it's dry out there and really bad. Be careful whenever you're out in the woods, you know, watch your flames, watch all that. Try not to cause any sparks because you can set another fire off. So go out, find your spot near some water, near some shade where they're laying down during the day. Get you a good perch and sit there and just wait them out. My suggestion is get there, get in your blind an hour to an hour and a half before daylight. That way everything calms down and is ready to go when you get, when it's time for them to come out. All right. Well, that's it for today. You guys have a great weekend. Let's go fishing, go shooting, do something, celebrate your Independence Day. And thanks for coming to the store. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at GunsFishing.com. 
It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week, the man himself from the best bass tournaments, the fishing instructor, Mr. Randy Pringle, joins us now. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Seth, and anybody else that I can say good morning to. Well, Senior Tuna is out running around in Southern California with one trip after another. He's got two more trips this month, but he'll be joining us here in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, we've asked Randy to fill in and give us a few little tips along the way with one of our fine products from Pure Fishing. What do you got for you us know, this You uh, know, we can do that because the other day, two days ago, I was out on the water. Three days ago, I was on the water. It was 100 degrees plus. And then two days ago, I was on the water, and it was in the 80s. When you get a swing like that, something just changes the fish's metabolism that they just don't want to feed the way they did. So, on you know, we had probably 40, 50 fish uh, two, three days ago, just top water action. And, and everything was happening. The next day, they did not want to play. So your pure fishing tip of the week is just this. Sometimes you got to not fish what you want, fish what the fish want. And that is major. I had to go to a bottom hopper, which is a worm, and I just rigged it up Texas style, and I pitched it alongside of the weeds. The smell of the power bait, smell of a bottom hopper, a Berkeley Power uh, bottom hopper. It just, it just, we fished slower, kept the bait in the strike zone, which then gave the opportunity to fish to meander over and pick. And I don't like dead sticking, which that's what that's called, just letting it sit on the bottom. But I had to change it up. And the Pure Fishing line of products gave me that opportunity. 100% fluorocarbon. The water's clear because of all the weeds. And then I just threw it on the outside edge. My clients started catching fish, and that's what it's all about. Adjust, adjust, adjust. It's so hard to slow down like that. Nobody wants to do that right now. <laughs> it is watching. It's like watching paint dry. Oh, I know. You're sitting there, and you're just going, i got to get them to fish. And I can show them a couple little tricks. Uh, you can throw some wacky stuff out there, and you can throw all the little riggings. You got your you got your Ned rigs. You got your drop shot, anything. But that smell of power bait really works for a time when you just got to put the fish in the boat. Yeah, and I mean it's it's a big it is a big scent thing for sure. I mean that's it's kind of a uh, you know. It's not it's not a wives' tale, and a lot of anglers, you know, you how many times have you been asking a show, Sandy? Uh, you know, does scent really work? You know, I mean, we, it, I mean, it's, it's it really works for my fish. Well, yeah, you know, really don't Pro, count. <laughs> Procure sells a ton of it. There's several on the market, and when Berkeley came out with their scented worms, I mean, literally, uh, if you guys haven't watched fishing on TV recently. Max Scent is taking over the market 
with when it comes to a scented worm. Well, you're Alan. You know, there's a lot of great products, but that Max scent is just on fire. Hey, Randy, this is Alan. You know, all the big <laughs> tournaments are headed to smallmouth country. They're all going north, oh, yeah. and this is a great time of year. And you're gonna, they'll sell out nationwide on Max scent products yeah, in the well, next few weeks. Well, at least you weeks. don't have to get that smelly stuff on your hand and put it all <laughs> with the worm. It's already on there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. There's no doubt, Alan. You know, one of the key things when when I'm out there and, uh, you know, people are taking those worms and then they're getting their box or 3700s or their, their main box, I don't take the worms out of their uh, bags. They're already in a bag. So I just leave them in the bags and I just pull them out to a corner of them and I just grab worm by worm, stick it back in my pocket. The key is that just keep the bait in the area where you guys um, can get to them and just fish slower. Right now, that weather's going to get stabilized, and then you're not going to have a problem going back to the baits that you really would like to throw because they're going to eat them. But when you get that weather change, you've got to sometimes slow things down, and pure fishing has the baits that allows you to adjust, adjust, adjust. How many bags of worms have you washed in the washing machine? That's what I want to know. Dude, I'm telling you, my <laughs> wife looks at me and goes, oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only guy every, that gets criticized for what's left in my pocket. Every yeah. time I put raid gear on, it's like going shopping at the tackle store. You're like, oh, look what's in the pockets of my raid gear from the last time I was wearing my raid gear. You know, it's like, you'll know if I was at Clear Lake or the Delta or Folsom or wherever I'm fishing, you know. Randy, you were out guiding the last couple of days, and uh, you were talking about your technique that you were using out there. You didn't mention the color of what you're tossing. Are you still- you're right. I didn't. Are you- so, <laughs> Are you- the first fish that was caught, when I always, I look at the belly of the fish. And if it's got a little bulge, the first thing I'll do is look right down the throat. And you can see that red crawdad pincher sitting there looking, and you can hear that crawdad inside that bass going, bad day <laughs> yeah and so we matched that i was using one of the oldest colors that pure fishing's ever made and it is that marble black and red color it's like a staple everybody's got to have that color and i pulled that bag out and we went through the bag but we probably caught i would be i'd be lying if i said 25 to 30 fish for one bag and that'd be about right and we just kept catching them and just staying with what the fish are used to. If you see a lot of minnows, just stay with those solid base colors uh, that they're feeding on. They're feeding on bluegills. They're feeding on crawdads. And they're feed, feeding on these, uh, they look like a hitch. Maybe uh, Alan knows exactly what they are, but they look kind of like a hitch. They're like a, a chub. And you can see them swimming about three inches long, four inches long, and they're about two, an inch and a half wide. Yeah, and you know what, they got so many different types of bait fish down there, you know, if you went on the Fishing Games website, they, there's stuff on there that I'm looking, I'm going, what the heck is that? But, you know, red's been good for me, too. I've been doing a lot of dyeing, but dark red has been probably one of my key colors down there right now. Yep, and so, and it's getting bit. It's getting bit a lot. And if you're dragging it and doing it, now I'm yeah. using a tungsten weight with a porcelain bead, and people ask me, why the porcelain? Because you can't use glass or you'll fracture the glass when you move your tungsten weight. It'll fracture that glass, so that'll cut your line. Yeah, it'll break it. Yeah. It'll break it. So I'm using those, uh, that, and I'm making clicking noises when I hit them back because I'm using a bobber stopper about three inches up 
and I'm going click, 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 click with just small little tap taps with my wrist. Sounds to me like you got it figured out. Between the two of you guys, you probably caught a couple of bass, I would imagine. You. I know. I caught one. If Alan caught the other one, we got him. Yeah, there you go. Well, folks, I have been fishing with Randy Pringle on a guided fishing trip, and I can tell you he educates you while you're on the water, and he entertains you while you're on the water, whether you want it or not. And I got to tell you, I became a better fisherman in about 15 minutes, and I know that I'd become a better bass fisherman if I'd spend more time. <laughs> the bar was pretty low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. But the bottom line to the whole thing is if you want to learn about bass fishing, if you want to have a good time out on the water, the the guy that owns Best Bass Tournaments also owns the Fishing Instructor Guide Service. Randy, give them all the hookup information they need so they can get out there on the water with you and have an entertaining and educational day at the same time. Well, well, well. you know, back when I was uh, doing Elvis, I used to tell them, hey, you guys can give me a call, and uh, <laughs> and you can call me at Erico 209-543-6260. And I appreciate it. And we can all get on that water. You know what I'm saying? Now you do sound like a bass fisherman. Come to think of it. <laughs> Perfect. Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor. Put a piece of, a piece of uh, uh, power bait between your cheek and gum, and you're ready to go. Yeah. yeah. And, and also doubles his lunch. And you can color your corn. <laughs> yeah. Put it on your bug. And dye your fingers at the same <laughs> yeah, time. we got to go. Adios, <laughs> Randy. Thank you, you much. Randy. You guys have a good one, huh? Count uh, on it, my friend. Totally we derailed it. this show. Derailed. Yeah. Let's derail it really good right now. I want to, I want to give a shout out right now to the Daytona boat dock. Dayton. Dayton boat Dayton, launch. Tennessee. I thought it was a Daytona, but it is the Dayton boat launch back there where Mike Gravert from Intimidator Sport Fishing is working back there at the tackle shop. And I know he's got it in on the studio right now. I'm Captain Mike, damn it. That's right. <laughs> I'm Captain Mike, damn it. Remember me? That's what, that's going to be the new shirt. <laughs> I'm Captain Mike, damn it. <laughs> Hey, Graver, we love you. We miss you. It's too bad you're back there, my friend, but I know you got some good bass fishing going on out there. Uh, he's having fun back he's there. No he's no bass star- fisherman. He's not. He's a little starstruck, though, when he gets back there. He's going he? yeah, to be, oh, yeah. gonna be a catfish guide, I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. He's I heard he's turning bass. He is. Well, he's in Tennessee. You know, he, he's all right. I don't know <laughs> how, how you go from stripers to turning to green bass and carp. And Probably stuff. that's the only way he can get some friends. It might, yeah, it might be. It might be. Well, the problem is they don't want to go out on his boat because the boat doesn't go anywhere. It's one of our West Coast boats. Right. They need something with a flat bottom and about 800 horsepower motor. Yeah, yeah that's kind of how that works back there. But no, nah, he's, he's, he's in a great part of the country for fishing. For sure. Yes, he is. Not to mention running into a few of our friends along the way. He, had he does. Skeet yeah, had and Skeet Justin, and Justin Lucas. Lucas. All the guys were back there fishing uh, Chickamauga. No, so, well, he just yeah. hangs out with his boys now. Yeah, yeah, he's all good. And he's saying y'all a lot now. A little <laughs> bit. Yeah, y'all. A little y'all bit. Maybe he'll come back out and visit us here pretty soon. Well, I would hope so. Hey, let's go. Our good friend, the editor of Western Outdoor News, Mr. Dave Hurley, joins us now to get us up to speed on something other than Kokanee talking about the old days. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, gentlemen. It's good morning, to have Dave. Alan in the studio too. Good morning. We got them all. In, we got them all in here today. The only person missing is you. Well, I tell you, uh, one of the things that uh, Randy said that made so much sense to me was that you got to do what the fish want. You know, sometimes we get stuck on what we want to do as fishermen, and uh, we think, "Hey, we, I this is the way I want to catch them," and the fish don't want it, and you got to be able to adjust. Yep. You know, so I thought that was. You know, maybe you don't want to drop shot, but you got to do what you got to do. 
And uh, I think that's what defines people as real fishermen, is that they're able to make the adjustment. I know lots of times we've been out there salmon mooching, and they haven't haven't been biting for us. And, you know, we go, oh, we've got to switch over to trolling. And, uh, you know, you have to do what you're going to do to get get fish. So I thought that was pretty cool. Speaking of going out fishing, did you escape this week to get out? I did. I did not. I was working in San Diego this last week, but I can't wait to get out there this next week. I mean, we're... You know, you talk about Tennessee having good fishing. I, I can't remember a time in our state when fishing has just been so wide open in so many places. This is just unreal, unheard of. You know, these guys are limiting out every day, and I know you covered that very well, but everybody's got salmon fever like crazy right now. They either got salmon fever or they got kokanee fever, you know, and there's a reason for it. Uh, like you said before, the Department of Fish and Wildlife and the advocacy groups that are working with them have really stepped up their game. And, man, what a difference it's made, hasn't it? It certainly has. Just the the trucking of the salmon around the system has uh, eliminated all the obstructions and attackers and everybody that likes to eat them as they come down the system, not to mention possibly some of the bioaccumulated toxins that might wipe out a few of them just coming down with the runoffs from crops and things like that. Uh, huge salmon populations right now, consistent kokanee fishing going on also. Uh, one of the things I don't hear a lot about is rainbow trout plants and rainbow trout being caught. I wonder if that's been uh, reduced a little bit. Well, uh, Part D is going to be about the only low-elevation lake that's still planting now. And I think, um, you know, if you want to catch trout, uh, Don Peter has lots of trout. It's uh, But they're full of copepods, which is kind of a bummer. Um, Maloney's, you can catch trout. Comanche, if you know what you're doing, you get in that center lane right out of North Shore, and you go towards the dam. You pull speedy shiners about 45 feet. You're going to catch fish. There's still fish in there, holdovers that they planted. And Pardee, they plant because of the cold water coming down to the McCullamy. Everything else is going up into the high country now. All the plants are, you know, taking place. You know, we're looking at places like Capels, um, Lake Alpine, all the high-elevation reservoirs that they're planting. Except for, you know, one interesting place is outside of Fresno. They plant the Lower Kings almost every week. And that's a really good place for guys to go catch trout from the shoreline. Uh, That water must be cold because they plant that that river all year long. So, And that's a good urban place to be able to go. Have you heard anything on Eagle Lake lately? Yeah, Tim's been tearing it up up there. Apparently, it's very spacious conditions. Very few people are fishing up there but the fishing has been fantastic um they've been you know it's the same techniques that you covered last week uh, you know they're trolling the, whatever reason there's must be something they feed on that's orange in there because it's the red and gold thomas buoyance on the troll and those orange jay fair flies and then some type of orange fly when you're fly fishing over the rocks uh they're doing very well and the launch ramp i understand is still okay well, the reason that uh, red and orange and colors like that work is the uh, they have a population of tui chub in there, also some shiners that are in the lake, and when they start getting up for their spawning mode, they get a little color to them like that, and that's why they're pulling those. Orange is a very good color out there, so is black. It can be a black lure for that matter. But I'll tell you one thing, folks. If you pull a white white grub or a white lure and you don't get a hit, put a black one out and you will. Put a black one out you don't get a hit, put a white one out and you will. So you might want to start with a black one out one side and a white out the other at Eagle Lake, but orange always works. There's no doubt about it. What else you got for us, Dave? There's got to be a lot of freshwater opportunities out there for well, folks. Donner, uh, Lake Tahoe, I know it's going to be busy this weekend with the 4th of July, but 
the Mackinac fishing is it's been unheard of. I mean, they they say it's never been this good. You know, there's unlimited numbers of two to six pound Mackinac in there. You can catch them a bunch of different ways. You control for them about 100 feet, between 80 and 100 feet. You can drop down the live bait. You can drop a spoon down there. And uh, there are some rainbows and some browns showing up uh, in shallower water. But every time those boats go out, and I know JD's in Alaska right now, but uh, there, it doesn't matter what part of the lake they're going at. And there's starting to be some kokanee showing up. You know, the, some of the party boats, like Tahoe Sport Fishing, has been uh, targeting kokanee. They're starting to move towards Taylor Creek, so that's been good. Donner has been really still kicking out some big fish, you know, Fortunately, the guys that do fish there do release those fish over 10 pounds. That's been another uh, positive place to go to as well. Uh, How about Whiskey also- How about Whiskey Town? What have you heard on Whiskey Town? <laughs> Same thing. Kokanee fishing has been excellent there. You know, it's been it started the, the whole thing this year, you know, in January, and it's just been continuing on. Whiskey Town, Bullage Bar, Stampede, you name it. Um Oh, another good lake for, for trout right now is Shaver Lake. Shaver Lake is kicking out unlimited numbers of trout. In fact, you can't even get to the Kokanee right now. There's so many trout. Uh, that's been another. The trollers have been doing fantastic up there. Well, folks, so if, catching, folks, if you're ahead. not catching fish, you're not going fishing. It's that simple. They are available. They are out there. You can find wide open situations in just about any of the species you're looking for at various lakes throughout NorCal. Find something close to home. Get out there. Enjoy it. Enjoy this weekend with today's a free fishing day if you want to get out today. But get out there. Find out what it's like to get into great fishing action and not just go fishing. Dave, give them all the information they need so they can get a subscription to Western Outdoor News and find out more information about what California has to offer. Real simple. Just go to wonews.com and follow the prompts there and you can sign up uh, the digital's excellent because it comes out on Tuesday by about noon, and it's going to cover the entire, as much as we can in the entire state. And a lot of us like to go down to Southern California now, so and those Southern Californians like to come up here. So this state is just rich with opportunities. So we try and do the best we can getting it out there. Dave Thanks Hurley. for letting me be on. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News. Thanks for hooking up with us and sharing with our listeners. We appreciate it. Take care. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Dave. All right. Hey, one quick announcement here before we talk about a couple other things real quick. The Pacific Flyway Decoy Association's got their big event, Preserving and Enhancing Waterfowl Arts Through Education. This is a big carving thing, a wildfowl art classic. They also have not only waterfowl, but they have fish that are out there, too, all carved. It's going to be going on all day long. they got a big banquet dinner and everything going on down there, and you can go in and take a look at all the stuff. July 16th and 17th, right here at the Doubletree Hotel in Sacramento. Next week, Mr. Jim Bercy will be joining us from the Pacific Flyway Decoy Association and give you a personal invite to that. Just a quick reminder, Sep, our friends at Gone Fish and Marine are gone today. They, uh, The staff, they're all celebrating the 4th of July long weekend, and so if you're uh, needing to get down there to buy a new boat, you're going to have to do it on Tuesday. Absolutely. Mr. Fong, where are you going fishing this coming week? Uh, I'm not sure. I might go over to Folsom and try some kings. Folsom and try some things. That kings. Mean, oh, kings. Oh. Yeah. I, I've heard that there's some nice kings hitting I want to there. try mooching them there. One guy got a couple of five-pounders, and yeah, there are some, some big ones there are some tens that are out there and available. Brown, are you going to get, be able to escape and go? Uh, yeah, after uh, after craziness, maybe yes. I might sneak, out to, might sneak out to Folsom. It's been pretty good. I might sneak away myself Close and go home. with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank you all for listening. 
and putting up with us here on California Sportsman. We had a good time today, and I really like reminiscing with the old guys about kokanee fishing. I know the bass fishermen just love that. Oh, yeah. Didn't you, Caulfield? I'm sure you were riveted, John Caulfield, out there. But I want to thank Rick and Ted for hooking up with us and sharing the information, and I hope you'll join us again right here next week. We'll do it all over again. This is Seth. Tight lines, everybody. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors.